everybody. This is Michelle Moross, and you have stumbled across or purposely found mental shift. Reach your full potential. And I wanted to welcome all of you because, uh, wow, we've got a really great guest today because uh, she and I have bonded really quickly. And the other thing about it is, uh, if you don't know who I am, look me up. MichelleMoross.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-R-A-S.com. It's on the title of Mental Shift. You can't, can't miss it. And then find me on all the social medias that you want, that you use, because I'm on all of them. Now, the thing is, is I'm in, uh, an award-winning international TEDx speaker. I also train coaches or train speakers to go out and share their message. I'm a communications trainer, and I help people um, work through what's going on in their head because if you don't have what's going on in your head under control, what comes out of your mouth on your messaging is a whole nother thing. So let's work with Mental Shift. And today I'd like you to meet Teresa Byrne. And she, well, if you wanna look her up, www.teresaburn.com. That's T-H-E-R-S-E-S-A-B-Y-R-N-E.com. -E -E and then we'll, I'll put it in the, uh, all the words that you can find it later. but. Teresa is amazing. Uh, I met her at a uh, at a, a, a boot camp. Basically, she's a self defense master instructor, a martial artist. You, you name it, she does it. She's done a TEDx talk. She's won an award from Huffington Post, and she's an author. She's just all around pretty awesome lady. And uh, we connected because we both got bumps on our head, and it shifted our lives. And we're still going. And so, please welcome Teresa. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, I think mental shifting is probably, especially at this point in the world, one of the most important shifts that we can make. We feel so out of control. And uh, I'm also a fear researcher. So I, I teach self-defense. And for many years, uh, I was teaching self-defense and I was trying to figure out why people, what was the struggle about using defense? What were people struggling with? And the biggest issue that came up was fear. So women wouldn't set boundaries because they were afraid of what would happen. They would hurt somebody's feelings. We, uh, we wouldn't say no, or we would get in dangerous or uncomfortable situations. So I started researching fear, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And what I found was that fear boiled down to two different things. I love how you think. I'm almost wondering if you, what you think. So fear boils down to two basic camps. Okay. Should I ask you to guess? Cause you're pretty smart about this stuff too. What no, no, I want to hear it. Okay, cool. So the basic fears are certain death. I like to say it like this, certain death. Certain death, okay. Certain death or tribal fear. And the tribal fear is I'm going to do something and get shunned or kicked out of the tribe. Uh -huh. So certain death, spiders, because some spiders can kill us, snakes, some snakes are poisonous, heights, very common fear, right? Um, and other fears that we fear will cause us death, because they could. Tribal fears are embarrassment, shame, I don't wanna look a fool, I'm afraid to get my message out, like when you work with your clients uh, in communication and speaking. So that is a tribal fear. The other fear that I'm seeing hugely emerge right now is a fear of uncertainty. So we don't know if it's certain death because if we lose our businesses, if we lose our homes, if we, you know, the biggest possible fear, right? I'm going to end up X, you know, some of us are afraid of, we have uh, what I call the homeless woman. 
fear. Some of us have, I'm going to have to move in with my parents fear. So whatever that is, that fear of uncertainty, HP uh, Lovecraft actually had a great saying, the greatest human fear is the fear of not knowing or uncertainty. And that's what we're facing right now. I totally agree. Uh, the other fear I, I thought of with all of this is uh, the fear of, not, not un the unknown, of course, but the fear of, oh, I just lost it out of my head. It'll when come it, back. It will come back when, it, when it's supposed to come back, I'm assuming. But mm -hmm. the fear of, you know, you know the, all the losses, but the fear of who am I and am mm -hmm. I prepared to be who I am? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, uncertainty of self, not, of not self. even just uncertainty in the world, which is a, a big fear, but uncertainty of self. And, and see, that's what I'm finding. And as I'm mm. talking to my clients, people are like, they're, 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 you can see the struggle is, uh, I'm stuck at home, I, I'm not working anymore. Who am I? I mean, <sighs> they have such a connection to what they do that now that they're not doing what mm. they do, who am I? I? I'm actually enjoying not doing that anymore. I'm a happier mm -hmm. person. So when this is over, do I go back? And it's like, and that's where your self-discovery comes in. Who are you and who do you really want? I say, I said, all of this is happening in the world. And I said, please don't get upset with me, but it's like a gigantic unplugging of a computer. We've all been complaining. People complain about, I don't have time. I wish I had this. I don't have this. Life is so busy. I am so tired. Well, the universe unplugged us and said, okay, now think about it. Because when you start, when, you know, just think right before this pandemic happened, people were saying, oh, they're racist and, you know, you're sexist and, you know, you have this and I don't have this. It was, there was a lot of class and a lot of, you know, division, memory, division about everything. Mm -hmm. The universe unplugged us all and said, okay, this virus will attack you no matter what color, shape, whatever you are, healthy or not, age, rich, poor. I don't care what country, if you're a third world country or first world, you're all in it. Welcome to the human race. And I said, that is what I think just happened. We are all getting a gigantic wake-up call. And, I, and she's like, oh, wow. A couple of people are like, wow, that's kind of deep. I said, well, here's where my perspective is. And Teresa, you can, you can relate to this. As someone who's experienced some trauma, like let's say our brain injuries, we have no certainty. We never know what's coming out of our mouths. We don't know when we're, we're going to forget, when our brains are going to stop, when we're going to go like full throttle and kind of get manic and do all sorts of amazing things. You know, we don't know. So we live in this world of uncertainty. The rest of the world is now in our uncertainty. It's how we live every day. And I said, I know we'll all make it through because I made it through. People like Teresa have made it through. Mm -hmm. The uncertainty becomes part of our adventure. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow, but I know whatever it is, I'm going to do it full heartedly with love and full intention to do my best. Press on. <laughs> and people are like, whoa, lady. But it's where we live every day. Those pe people who have like um, illnesses that no one can see. Mm -hmm. We do invisible it, illness, mm -hmm. invisible illnesses. We do it every day. And now mm -hmm. I think it, it makes us stronger. And I think this will make us all stronger because it'll make us evaluate who we truly are and then face these fears that you address every day with your clients of the unknown, of the uncertainty, but the fear of tribal being, being pulled apart. I mean, look at that. We are a tribe that has been pulled apart mm -hmm. and we are desperately trying to find our ways back to each other.
I'm over here smiling because I'm like, wow, everybody's going to be enlightened all at the same time. And it <laughs> I hope so. I certainly hope so. So I think one thing that we've got going for us is uh, that we have faced um, not uncertainty, yes, and also an entire shift in self. When your brain changes, you're broken open. You're not broken, but you are broken open and you get a chance to recreate yourself. And that's what a lot of people are facing right now is that I get to create myself differently. So after my accident, I was put into what co what's called low stimulus timeout for two years, almost two years. So no phones, no TV, no lights, no interaction. Um, I was in a basically a, in a cocoon and doctors never told me when I was going to heal, if I was going know. to heal. Yeah, because I was in it for a year and a half, never knew. And you just deal with every day and you get to have a certain peace and faith and trust with how things are. And you also learn how to control or be in charge of what you can. You get yourself fed, you get yourself showered, you get your teeth brushed, hopefully. Um, if you're able to exercise, you take, like you take control of what you can and you let go of what you can't control. And that's a big message that I'm seeing uh, with my clients is stop letting everything externally control you. You can't, you're not in charge. You can't control how long this is going to last. You can't control who's going to get sick and let that go. Take charge of what you can take charge of. And I really call it a pandemic of panic. And that's what's spreading. That's yeah. the fear and the panic. Um, even in, 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 we're very lucky in Colorado, we've had fewer cases, but it's that spreading of, oh my God, what's going to happen? Worry, anxiety, and fear, and all those low level emotions. Well, and I always quote Byron Katie because, you know, Byron Katie, I think is very cool, but the, uh, the, the quote I like to say is there's three types of, she says business. I say business or control. Uh, there's three types of business in this world. There's my business, your business, and God in the universe's business. And right now, this is the universe's business. We cannot control what's happening, but we can control our own actions. And it's mm -hmm. up to us to control how we think, how we're moving around the world. And yeah. you know, when we're seeing other people and you do, oh my goodness, they're out there doing stuff and they're interacting, you can't control what they do, but you can control you by not being part of it. And you can be part of the solution by not, not participating in that outside stuff. You know, let them do what they want to do, but you do realize you're extending all of this for everybody, but I'm not going to get upset about it. And see, that's what I'm seeing people getting very upset at what other people are doing. And my, uh, what am I, what I address is just because other people are doing it doesn't mean you have to. I feel like my mom, <laughs> just because your friends are going to jump off a cliff doesn't mean you're going to jump off a cliff. No, right. it's a choice. Choose. You can control yourself. You can control what you will let in your head. And right now, with all those inner critics in your head that are popping up doing, oh my gosh, you don't have a job. Oh my goodness, now this is going to happen. Oh, this, you know, been there, did that with the inner, with the uh, brain injury. I lost my job. I lost my education. I lost people out of my life because I couldn't remember who they were. I mean, I had to reinvent. This is kind of what's going to happen in this world. Mm -hmm. Everyone says, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. We will never be that normal again. We have a mental shift. The entire planet has a whole new enlightenment of what will be next. So what comes after this will be a new world. It won't be the same because you've got kids who've been out of school who now learn, hey, I can do this from home. And I'm liking it. 
You've got people who've been working, you know, 80 hours a week, driving 10 hours a day, you know, sitting in, in traffic. That's, traffic, yeah, and commuting, yeah. And they're commuting for 10 miles, but in it for two hours, and they're doing, wait a minute, is it worth it? I mean, I've been telecommuting for the past, you know, a couple of weeks. So people are going to shift on what they see as a priority. True. And we will never be the normal. Again, we will have, as John Register, you know John Register, uh, as John Register says, the new normal. It now fits for all of us. We will have a new normal. And I'm, I hope that people choose a better path for themselves that is more in line with what feeds their soul and what feeds and helps the rest of the world in conjunction. Because like what, what you do, I mean, you, you research fear. You're going to have a lot of people come to you later doing, you know, now I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what's in the world and what's coming next to me. And right. I, I, I told you, I, I have a black belt too, but you have like multiple, but I have a black belt. <laughs> I have a little black belt, but my, my thing it's is, never little, but I got it because I needed the security in my mind. I needed to know if I can control my body well enough to do those actions and, and put that in my, in my body. So I have mum, uh, was that muscle memory. Mm -hmm. what else can I control? It was like I needed to control something physical so I knew if I can control something mentally. And then I found out that that whole physical thing was all mental. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> do you see that often with other people where they're doing, I can't do this. No, I can't. And you're talking to them. Oh, I'll have to explain it. I told them I can't do splits. I, I can't. I will not do splits. I cannot do splits. I had in my head, I could not do splits on the ground. Hmm but I can do them on a wall. Now, how can I do them on a wall, but not on the ground? It was this mental block. I wouldn't go down, but I can bring my leg up. And it was, I learned from that, that just because you can't do it one way doesn't mean you can't do it another way. And if you can do it the other way, it proves to your brain that you can, and then you can. It's kind of how I work everything, I think, in life. Probably. So stop talking about, I keep talking. I'm, I'm, I'm stir crazy talking, I guess. So please tell me more about what do you do? Cause I know your other website. So you have TeresaBurn.com, but you have higherselfdefense.com. And I know you and your partner, uh, you all just launched onto a, it's an app, a, a safety app. So tell us, tell us about you. I mean, we only have like, <laughs> you know, 20 minutes left or something. And I, I haven't even got into all the cool stuff you do. Well, thank you. And I, and I, I want to acknowledge that every black belt, uh, every person who trains in martial arts, it's all good. It's all important. So it I'm is. trying to open the app right now. Let me see if I can close it and open it. Um, the app that Chris and I are national spokespeople for is called ebodyguard.org. And it looks like this. It's got angel wings. Okay. E with angel and it's ebodyguard.org. And it's a voice activated app that calls 911 if you're in danger or unsafe, or even if you're sick, calls 911 for you. It audio records the scene, which really helps if you're in a dangerous situation. And we also don't know a lot of people are stuck in indoors and in close quarters with people who might not be safe for them. Yes. So if you're someone who's ever uh, heard about or, or learned about domestic violence, w let's say you're stuck in a close situation with your abuser and 
you're told you can't leave, um, that's not comfortable. So the app is also, if I didn't mention it, it's free. We believe in free safety for all. And there's a brand new feature coming out where you can connect. It's a secure connection with your contacts saying, hey, I'm in quarantine. Can you drop off some water? Can you drop off some toilet paper? Can you drop off some Cheetos? I'm kidding, I don't eat Cheetos. Um, but can you drop things off for me? So it's a way to connect oh, with awesome. the people in your circle that is secure. We don't know if some of the other messaging apps are secure. eBodyGuard is protected by the FBI standards. It's secure enough that we can use it in court. So any of your communication is secure. That's nice fabulous. Yeah, well, we'll just think of, and I, I know this is, I thought about that when quarantine happened. I was thinking, first I thought of all the kids that are in homes where they, they don't eat and now, now they're not eating or their parents are not so nice to them, they're stuck. And then I thought, oh my goodness, all those abusers now have fair game and they're stressed out and they still have access to all their alcohol and everything else that might be feeding their aggression and they're now unemployed. This is gonna get messy. And that is the other reason I was excited when I saw you coming on my, my platform is like, I wonder how they can help. And you just answered it, <laughs> ebodyguard.org. They can get a free app because, you know, I mean, I've met people, I, I usually speak at uh, women's shelters and things like that, where they're mm -hmm. afraid to message because their abuser knows everything they do. Right. And this... I mean, is this an app they can hide on their, on their, on their? Platform? Absolutely. Yeah. And you can, it's downloadable on the app store and on Google play. Okay, cool. Well, and I it's, just, it's, it's, it's awesome. There. It's awesome to know. And this thing records around you. So when you set it, when you set it on, when you give the voice activation, it starts recording everything it. it's picking up. So if you are in a dangerous situation, you can describe the person around mm -hmm. you. You can describe where, I mean, well, it's a geolocator. It'll find you. But Yeah, um, it's got your GPS location up to four meters, which is uh, 10 feet. So yeah, it'll find you. You can easily describe who's coming at you or what they're doing. Well, you know, you don't have to say, blah, 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 blah. You can say, don't hurt me with that, John, Mr. So-and-so, or whatever the name is. Whatever you need, yeah. Whatever you need to help identify who does this, does anything to you in this time. Because yes, we are in close quarters. And if you are in a dangerous situation, you know it. Yeah, and uh, my heart goes out to anybody who's facing that. Chris uh, Natsky and I teach a lot of self-defense. We have a uh, adrenal training. We help people learn how to work with their adrenaline. And luckily, for the most part, we train people who have, uh, we've, it's, it's prep. Like they haven't gone through a difficult situation. I do a lot of work with women, also battered women, women's shelters, domestic violence. And that's heartbreaking because we have women have faced they've been broken down they have been um told they're not enough or you know all of the things that they don't amount to anything and so they start to believe it but this app can help people when they are facing physical actual physical danger it'll call 911 for them and the abuser doesn't even have to know 911 got called and and the other thing about what you you and Chris do and this the eBodyguard app um you don't have to be in a dangerous situation to wait to find something for, for that occasion, okay? It's called preparing. 
I mean, I, I, I went into martial arts because I wanted to be ready that if anything ever happened, I could avoid it before it happened. See, the part of thing, the thing about what people don't realize with martial arts is, I remember people saying, I can't believe you put your kids in that. Why are you teaching them to be violent? You know, I'm not teaching them to be violent. I'm teaching them how to see situations before they become a situation mm -hmm. and to get out of those situations before it becomes anything they need to worry about. It's self-awareness. So for those of you who think that being a martial artist means you're violent, no, it's polar opposite. We're taught not to use it. We're taught only use it when you must have, it's the last thing you want to do because we can either talk, distract, avoid, move, we can get out of it before it ever happens. And so people see me and you do, well, she's such a nice lady. No, I'm an aware lady. And that's why I'm so calm because I'm watching every corner of the room, not because mm -hmm. I'm paranoid. It's because I just know. Mm -hmm. And it's a good place to be. And for, and for mm -hmm. male and female, it's just good to be aware. And then know Awareness. your strength. Yeah, mm -hmm. and know what you can and cannot do in what situation. I love it. Uh, the martial arts was really founded by monks. These are dudes who are not looking for fights. They're not walking down the alleys going, you want a piece of this? These are men who were meditating for hours upon hours a day and found that martial arts helped them move their bodies into more pliable, flexible places so that they could dedicate their lives to uh, their spiritual practice. And that's really, when I teach workshops, I teach a lot about the inner warrior. And that's really where the martial artist lives. It's an awareness. It's knowing that you know. Knowing that you know what you need to do, what you need to say, how you need to act, what, what the options are in front of you. Without that piece of awareness, there's confusion. There's, what do I do? How do I handle it? What do I say? And martial artists learn, and, and you talked about body control, but it's really also a mental game. Yeah. We know how to handle, and we know that we know. Yeah, it's, it's the muscle memory that I was telling about. It, and that's what I, I've always encouraged women and men mm -hmm. to do. I, and actually, it's teens in general. I told teens, you want to get into this now, because the longer you get it into your system, it's like, it's almost like we don't have to wake up and do, okay, now I must step out of bed and move my left foot. And that's what martial, art, uh, martial arts does, is you do so much repetition that if someone came at you, you never even have to ever use it. And then five, 10 years later, someone comes at you, you just go this, and you didn't even know you did it. It's second nature. And I didn't realize how much I learned. And I think it was like six years after I, I got my, my, my black belt. And um, I say that because I never finished the test. <laughs> Let's call it. I, I, am a, I am a master instructor. I am saying you got your black belt. <laughs> My my instructor said, just, just claim it, Michelle. I didn't, Seriously. I didn't finish the tea ceremony. She's like, Michelle, really? Really? But anyways, five to six years later, I was in uh, Maryland, and a guy came running at me. And he, I didn't recognize him, but he was running at me. And all I did was step aside, move my foot to the side, and did this. And he fell to the ground. And he looked up, he goes, Michelle why'd you do that? I went, oh, I didn't realize I knew him. 
but there was someone running at me in a coat with a jacket, I mean, a big jacket and a hat. I wasn't going to let them get to me. And my natural instinct was step push. Who are you? And I had his arm and I had it twisted behind his back and I didn't even realize I did it. And I went, yes, my body still remembers. And that's why I encourage people to learn their bodies and to, to find a martial art that they can, they can click with because it, I think it helped me so much with my brain injury because I knew how to, to go in. I knew how to, to focus. And even when my brain was scrambled, I still remembered how to focus. I know. I, I love what you do, by the way. You're, you're like my, you're my, my Colorado superhero in my book. When that is Chris, an honor. When Chris introduced us, I'm like, Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman! Yeah. Thank you. Um, and, and you just brought it up, natural instinct. So what, what if we could change our natural instinct? What if our natural instinct is to go ah, and freeze and cower and constrict and, you know, deer in the headlights? What if we could change and utilize our adrenaline or our natural instinct for us instead of it being against us? And that's really the higher self-defense is we teach people how to activate that higher self. Mm -hmm. And that's the higher self of awareness. That's the higher self of being able to take your fear and turn it into fierceness. And that's exactly what you did. You checked out that guy and said, friend or foe. <laughs> From the ground. <laughs> yeah, and then you can decide. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna hurt me. Um, I have defended myself and others many, many times. Uh, I love what I can do. And the mental, physical, spiritual piece allows you to come together, really, on, on many different levels. Yeah. And, and for those of you who, I, mean, I have a question. Do you teach online martial arts and any, any, anything like that yet? I do teach online boxing and kickboxing classes. Really? Uh, yeah, we just started. Workshop? No, that would be too soon. Um, we just started this week. <laughs> I just started this week uh, teaching people some basic to move, moves to music, martial arts. Uh, How do they find that? They would have to go to my Facebook page. Okay. And Teresa TKD is my Facebook, T-H-E-R-E-S-A, and then the initials TKD. Okay. Um, they, and there are videos on there. Every, the last few days I've been doing some very simple, hey, you're in your office? Let's move your body. Um, exercise, stretching, light stuff. And then I'm also doing uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, a Zoom class. Uh, an interactive Zoom, 45 minutes, boxing, kickboxing. If you've got a bag, great. If you've got weights, great, but you don't need any of it. Stuff you can, you can just do at home. In front of you. <laughs> do, yeah, what? Awesome. Yes, I said, they, they can, can imagine, imagine the bag in front of them and they can hold cans of soup because I'm pretty sure a lot of us have gotten cans of soup. Yeah, right, or beans, man. What is up with all the beans? Apparently they are the magical fruit. <laughs> hey, protein, protein. I'm all for it. No, I'll put, that, I'll put that in the link too, because that's, it's important. It's a, it's a, a now and it's a need now. And uh, I, I've been encouraging Agreed. people on my morning calls and my afternoon calls, stay as consistent in your day as possible. I know many of you aren't working. Fine. Wake up when you normally would wake up, get dressed or work out, whatever you want to do first. Okay. Then get dressed. Act like you're leaving your house and go take a tour of the living room and the kitchen. I don't care what you do, but move. And 
keep your brain active because one of the best ways to lose it is to not use it. And so that is why people giggle that at seven o'clock in the morning, I'm dressed and ready. Well, what I had to explain to them is I'm up very, very early. I've worked out already. I've meditated. I've planned the rest of my week. And then I shower. Then I come on down here and I'm on my computer encouraging all of you. But my day's already halfway done by the time I get here at seven. Bless and your heart. <laughs> no, I am not. I'm up at the crack of 8.30. <laughs> well, and I do it because I think my... um my alarm clock in my head has shifted after my brain injury. It, it doesn't, it thinks I'm in East Coast time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite sure, because when I go to the East Coast, I'm perfectly fine. When I come home, it's like, I'm up at three in the morning, why am I up at three in the morning? So I go do everything and don't tell anybody, don't tell my husband. I go back to bed and act like I haven't done anything yet and I wake up and oh, I love that, that's hilarious. <laughs> Where have you been all morning? Oh, I just went down and got a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> I mowed the lawn. I cleaned the garage. I did all the, the bathrooms. I made dinner. It's in the crock pot. <laughs> I'm really serious. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. But then um, around 12 o'clock, I want to go to bed for like an hour or two, but then I don't. And so I'm up. Yeah, it's crazy. But I'm, well, with me, it's my brain injury. Yeah, it changes everything. And uh, one of the things that has helped me through the brain injury is moving. Um, I was not allowed to exercise. So I've been a fitness professional also since the late 90s and teaching boxing, kickboxing, and martial arts. And after the accident, I wasn't allowed to do anything. Um, my heart rate walking around was over 100, and they don't want you to get uh, too high. So I wasn't able to work out, and it drove me nutty batty because all that anxiety didn't have anywhere to go i had to learn how to do breathing meditations and in my ted talk i created a uh, a way of pausing the adrenaline response uh the ted talk is on the dangers of the inner bully and it's a very simple response to adrenaline to negative thinking to the inner critic uh, because breath is the antidote to stress it's the antidote to anxiety it's the antidote to cortisol and adrenaline so now when I'm leading courses online, and you're welcome to join us noon, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Simple moves, range of motion for the body. So you'll noon recognize mountain time, people. Noon mountain. Noon mountain time, doing some elbow strikes, boom, lot of cross body motion and a lot of balance, you know, right side and left side. It helps all of us reduce the amount of stress that our bodies are carrying, reduce the amount of fear, anxiety, worry, et cetera. Breathing, moving, key, mm -hmm. key to everything. Breathing is the antidote to adrenaline, yes. Yeah. Time and breathing. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I know that whole blood pressure thing. I mean, my blood pressure kept spiking, but I also, unfortunately, during my brain injury, I gained like 80, 90 pounds. But I, I gained 40. Yeah, I couldn't move my head past like my shoulder height or I'd fall over. So I was always just kind of sitting there. Yeah. And then with the memory issues, I couldn't remember if I ate or what if I drank. And then they gave me so many pills and I was just taking them and not questioning. And I had a lot of problems with that because I was a bodybuilder before. And I went from movement, movement, movement to I don't feel so good to brain injury. And then finding out later, oh, that not feeling so good earlier was my cancer. So it was like, oh, so my body had been shutting down and then I got the brain injury. Wow. But the brain injury made me realize, shut me down enough that we found the cancer. 
So nice. it all it all worked to its to a, uh, the betterment of me, but it, it it took me out for quite a bit. And I just posted on Instagram my journey over the past five years. I used mm. to be three hundred eighty nine pounds. And so I posted the picture for my TEDx of my 389 in that dress. I found the dress yesterday when I cleaned out my closet and I put it back on and I'm half the person. I can put my whole arm in the other half of the dress. So that's what I posted on Instagram. And it's a mental thing. And that's why I was telling people, it's not the weight loss. It was the mental loss. It was the mental baggage that I didn't believe in myself and I didn't think I was worthy. And although I had accomplished so much you know, black belt, all that stuff. I still, from a previous abuse that I had in college, believed of my abuser that I wasn't good enough and I wasn't worthy and I was this and I was that. So it was just piling on me. And then the brain injury with all that inner critic that starts pounding on you when you're stuck in your head, it just got worse. And so that's why everything started increasing. And so I show that picture not to say, look, I dropped weight. No, I gained mental strength. People don't realize how mental strength can make or break you in no matter what you do. I mean, you've got to find that mental agility. That's why it's important to keep your body moving, keep the breathing going, keep your mind agile, keep challenging yourself because your body needs a challenge to keep improving muscle. And then your brain needs it because your brain's a giant muscle. So you mm -hmm. need to keep challenging yourself to uh, force yourself out of the uh, comfort zone of Compli or what complacency. Yes. And, and uh, to that point, I'm still 30, 40 pounds heavier than I was before the accident. But you know what? If I'm going to teach other people how to love themselves, I'm going to love all of me. And it's not that I'm not fit. I can still drop and do 50 push-ups, but this is the body that I have right now. And, and that's it okay. will or it won't. It'll yeah. change or it won't. It's okay. And as long as you're healthy, and that's the other thing I keep... I keep goosh, goosh. Be healthy. Yes. You know, I, I don't care if you're thin, if your blood pressure is off, your cholesterol's off, and you're eating a donut a day, and that's the only no. sustenance you have, that's not good. I mean, right. and I learned that through the cancer because I had to stop all sugar. All As sugar. you should have. It feeds cancers. I didn't know that until I found out I had cancer. And then I learned, and it was like, holy smokes. Yes. I've been feeding a poison into my body all this time. So that's what I'm saying. It's a well-roundedness about life. Don't extreme anything. A little bit of, you know, keep a nice little juggling balance of things because a little bit is good of everything, but not extreme. You don't just say, I'm going to work out 30 hours a day. I mean, there are people who do that and then you hurt yourself and then you're not right. moving at all. So you, you actually cause inflammation. Yeah. yeah. You've got to give yourself a break on something. And for, um, people are like, well, what did you do? You know, you did this and this and this. I do. I did, but you know, I, every once in a while I would like get a cookie and they're like, you'd eat a cookie. I do. Well, I wouldn't really eat it. I, I would bite it. I chew it. And then my body would do no, I don't want that anymore. It knew it remembered and it, it would keep me safe. And so when you're really in tune with who you are, what you, your body really needs, you can feel when mm -hmm. it doesn't like something. And the only way I can explain it to you is take something out of your diet for at least two weeks, work on two weeks, and then put it back into your diet and see if your body will allow you to have it. If it allows you to have it, it's okay. If it does, mm, Mm, I don't feel so good. Or you start bloating. 
probably your body doesn't like it. And that's basically what I've been doing for the past five years is my body doesn't like fried food. My body doesn't like them. There's certain things it will not let me have anymore. And it's happy. So that's what I give it. And everybody's different. You got to figure it out for yourself. I am also I no sugar and no gluten because my body does not like those things. Yeah. yeah and you figure it out yourself. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I think what started it all was with the cancer when they were taking things out. I'm like, you know what? I used to swell up and I'm not swelling up. I wonder what I took out. And so I would go back and look at my log of what I ate. And I went, I didn't have rice this week. Mm. Well, let's put rice back in, put rice back in. and poof. I'm like, Oh, body doesn't like rice. That's not good. I'm a Filipina. We like rice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you do it's, it's mm -hmm. a science experience. And so one of those things you learn in high school and you think I'll never use that. Your body's a, chemi a chemical experiment. Figure it really out is. Find out what works for you. So just because you found a diet and you say, it's, sometimes it works, it doesn't work. And sometimes it, it's because you may not be fully on that whatever. Give and take a little bit and then add something else and give and take a little bit. More than the number one thing is find your normal, find your healthy, find what makes you tick and find what makes you realize that you are special, wonderful, loving, and amazing in your own terms. I mean, Teresa and I have both gone through some serious journeys and have found a piece about us. And if you follow Teresa, you will notice she always has this very pleasant calmness about her. Oh, thank you. You do. And it's because you found you. People go find yourself. Now is a perfect time. Find yourself. Go Use within. Yeah, go inside and find the inside you, not the person that you think your parents wanted you to be or, you know, what society you've been watching Instagram and you need to be. You're not, you don't need to be anything but you. Go be you. Or my puppy will be him. Animals are great at being themselves. They are. They do not, they do not complain about setting boundaries. They let you know what they want. They let you know what they don't want. Yep. Great example. Now, my question to you, Teresa, because... um. I, I, we kind of went all over. What, what is the one thing you would love to, to share with my audience and your audience? <laughs> What's the one thing you'd like to share with the world right now? That how the energy you bring to the space matters. Each of us has an energy circle about two and a half to three feet around us. And if you're taught martial arts, you know exactly where that space is. It's where you set your distancing with someone else. And right now is a time for us to fill up those, those bubbles fill up that space, do things that fill up you, whether it's um, connecting on Zoom, Michelle's doing a 7 a.m. and a 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time connection. I'm doing noon workouts. Fill up your bubble, people, because the space that you bring to the rest of the world matters. And if you're filled up, if you're taking care of yourself, then what you bring to the world is going to shift. It's, it's going to you're going to be less shaken. You're going to be less ungrounded. And yes, there are people who are panicking and my heart goes out to them, but I want you to understand compassionately that if you're in fight, flight, or freeze, you are freaked out. You are in survival. And for some people, they don't have the resilience skills to deal with what's happening right now. If you are somebody who is a leader, if you are someone who is grounded, has direction and clarity, help share that light because the world really needs us to step up. It needs you to step up. 
because there's so many people that have never had to look at these things before. And so please have compassion for the people that are freaking out. Would you ever want anyone shutting you down when you're afraid, when you're nervous, when you're traumatized? We're going to have worldwide PTSD and we're going to have to work through it. And let's help others work through it. Let's be that light, that beacon. Woohoo! I told you she was my wonder woman. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you for those wise words because we really are. Step up if you can step up. Help you, it, you yeah. There's and a saying about standing on the, uh, standing above the, the pitfall and reaching your hand out. Well, don't get down into the pit with people. Don't commiserate, blame, be a victim of, be on the other side of the equation, causation. Help people, offer your hand, offer your insight, offer your hope, offer your faith. Yes, I love it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for being on. For those of you who are catching on the end of this, we have been talking to Teresa Byrne. You can find her on her website. Her name is T-H-E-R-E-S-A-B-Y-R-N-E.com. And then you can also find her on Facebook, and it's her, her name again, but T-H-E-R-E-S-A-T-K-D. D. Mm -hmm. D as in dog. And I'll Taekwondo. Oh, yeah, Taekwondo. Cool. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Well, anyways, she's doing lessons on Facebook at noon and we'll get on Facebook and then you can join and get moving, keep moving. And you'll, you'll learn some Taekwondo moves and your little, your little lunch breaks in between pajama changing. Right. And Krav Maga. I'm doing some Muay Thai. Oh, I'm throwing all of it in girl. There's not one martial art that I'm teaching. It's all. Okay. I need to do that. Okay. Please join us. Well, I will. So thank you so much, Teresa, for joining us. And please, people, um, follow, subscribe onto this YouTube page or onto Mental Shift on the anchor, anchor.fm forward slash Mental Shift, which is the audio version of this. And uh, I hope to see you again. And please message me, write me, connect with me and say, hey, I've got somebody I want on the show or hey, I want to be on your show. It'd be awesome. So let's connect. Let's make the world a better place. Leaders, step up. Let's get your message out. And for those of you who are hurting and afraid and you are willing to share that, let's get on and let's talk. And you can help other people through whatever you're going through too. Help us help you. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.